Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Instant Replay. I'm your co-host, George Guay. Nasakaraga here. It's an honor to be here for usual. Nasser, how are you feeling, man? I mean, we got our friend Rodney coming home tomorrow on, you know, sports. It's an exciting time. Things are pretty good, huh? No, the boy's touching down real soon, real soon, man. I'm excited to have my man back for real. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, let's get into it, man. I mean, how have you been? I know it's been, it's been about, I think, three weeks since our last episode. Uh, look at the holidays coming up. What, what's going on? Man, honestly, you know, obviously holiday season, uh, fantasy season, the only league, uh, my work league, that no one invested any money, just a free league. That's the league I did my best in. Every other league didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, I've been doing some – there's been a couple apps deleted. Um, but, no, nah, overall, I've just been doing the NFL season. It's been writing. You know, NBA's really been taking off lately. Um, and, yeah, I really – I love this time of year. It's my favorite part time of the year. So, that's what I've been up to. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the holidays. I mean, um, I'm going up to Quebec – to see my, it's my uh, dad's side of the family. And um, you probably know with how Canada has been with COVID that it's been really strict and I haven't really seen many of them. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, Exciting. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a few, it's been a, since I think 2018. So yeah, it's been, it's been a while since we've been up to the, uh, uh, to Quebec. So, but um, like you said, yeah, fantasy football, Nasser, I'm just going to tell you, my team fell apart. I think I had very bad luck. Um, you know, I started off five and zero. Thought this was my year. Um, the last time I won a fantasy league was um, actually. You remember the Des Bryant supposedly? He he actually. I say he did. He caught the ball against Green Bay. Yeah, he caught it. Yeah, be the so that was the year I won it because he was my best player, um, and he caught a touchdown actually in every game, which was very rare. And he he led the league in touchdowns. He, he was my guy on that team. But um, Nasser, I had Aaron Rodgers. Um, I had, I've, I still have Odell Beckham Jr. Not that he's not performing. Um, and I had Henry Ruggs who, and we know the story with, with him, but I got to say, after starting five and oh, that's what happened with those three players in the dead middle of the season was probably the yeah. worst time to have them all on your team at once. If you could probably agree. Right. Yeah. It's absolutely dreadful. <laughs> so I, so I, I fell apart and, you know, I'm not going to hate on Odell Beckham for, playing well because he's doing that but it's just he's kind of doing it at a point where I really needed him to do that early <laughs> but that's okay but you know it's, it's you can't win every year but you know my dad always says just pick the players they don't think are gonna cause controversy but you know what that's I'm pretty much everyone in the league is uh up for that at any point in the year um but yeah um I think we should definitely get into our picks for the this week we are in week 15 I think that's Man, the season's going by quick, but um, you know, our Thursday night matchup, I think, is unreal because I think the Chargers give so much trouble to the Chiefs. I think we're going to be watching it together with Rodney for and we, you know, last time we did that was uh, it was the NBA playoff with the Bucks and the Hawks. But um, Master, I'm going to go with the Chargers because I think they do give them trouble, and uh, I just I'm just going to go with an upset. So I got Chargers. I'm going with the Chiefs um, just because I just feel like they're the you know, hottest team in football right now. And I think Eckler last week, I think, went down with like an ankle injury. But, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up the game. But I'm going with the Chiefs. I think they're – I think it's going to be a statement game. And, you know, they're one of the league's hottest right now. 
Okay, Vegas at Cleveland. Uh, I think I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Vegas, actually, just because I think that they know what's going on on Thursday night, and they know this is definitely a game where they can catch up in the division. I think Kansas City is running away with it, but um, Vegas is definitely not out of it, but this is a game where they have to win. So I'm going Vegas. I'm going to go with Vegas as well. I think Cleveland has just been, you know, kind of a show of themselves, you know, since the OBJ stuff. I know they won last week, but you know, it's just been it's been it's been a tough year for them. Do you think Baker's out? Did he finish the game last week? I meant I meant to think he's out of Cleveland after this year because he. They oh, are, oh, I don't even know. Okay. Um, talks have been tough. I don't. It it's it's kind of tough because like. I'm you can't like I don't even know it's it's tough because he's been banged up all year and he's been a soldier he's been you know battling through it you know kudos to him and you know obviously he's the best quarterback on the roster but part of that also is like Stefanski's system like I don't know if Baker can really I don't know what his ceiling is in that system because it's not like he can't throw the ball he can but I don't know I don't know it's I, I think they're gonna bring him I don't, back. I don't think you, I don't think you can sign him can't sign Baker but at the same time it's like Baker has been Cleveland's only hope for how long now you know what I mean yeah I you know I agree and I think they have to sign him Nasser and here's why I think that their record is not good enough to get within the top five and I don't even think this quarterback class is even special um I think we can all agree with that I know that there's so much hype behind the last year's class because it was really a generational talent type of class but I don't really think that you know Spencer Rattler and uh and he, actually, no, he's coming back for his senior year, I think. But uh, the kid out of North Carolina, I, I forget his name is, I just don't think it's that great of a class to draft with. Um, mm. And I think you have to bring him back. And, you know, like you said, I think, you know, he's their only hope. And Cleveland was in the rut for so long. And it's just if you if you give up on Baker, who's not really entered his prime yet, I, I think you're kind of resetting. And you can't do that to the Cleveland fans after everything that's happened. But um, like I said, I like the Raiders. I'm riding the Pats hot streak going into Indianapolis. Uh, I know people aren't saying this. But this is kind of a Super Bowl-like matchup. Um, I know it's a playoff game and that these two teams could face each other in the playoffs, but both teams are coming off the bye and had a week off, and that happens in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I do think that both teams are really going to try and stop the run and force each quarterback to make a mistake. Um you know, I'm not worried about Mac Jones going into Indianapolis now that he's gone into Buffalo and taking care of business. So I think he'll be fine. And uh, obviously it's in a dome, so they don't have to worry about cold weather. But I like the Pats. Yeah, I like the Pats as well. You know, obviously, you know, we like to we try our best not to be biased here. Obviously, you know, that, that's our team. But like you said, yeah, they're probably going to, you know, they both, uh, both teams are, you know, very good running the ball. Um, they've been proving it all year. I also don't think Mac Jones, I'm not really worried about him moving the ball up and down. Um, I've actually been on the the side where I feel like Mac Jones should actually be throwing the ball at least 30 to 35 times a game. But you know Bill. Bill hates, um, you know, unforced errors and mistakes and turnovers um, more than anyone. So um, obviously he's going to he's gonna find the balance. But I, I think we're going to go with him. I, mean, I think our defense is just – we're just clicking on all cylinders, and it's really been the story of the year, honestly, more than anything. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with every point you've made, and uh, it's exciting that it's on a Saturday night. You know, I think 
I think the NFL should get rid of Thursday night and just have Saturday night games. You know, it doesn't really mess up the recovery process. And, you know, I know everyone's going to be out and stuff, but if you're at a bar, people are going to – if that game's on the television, people are going to watch no matter who's playing. They're going to watch, yeah. Um, we'll see if this is – maybe it's like an experiment, but Buffalo, Carolina, you know, Buffalo at home, I just think – I can't I can't see them losing three in a row, but I would love Carolina to knock them off. They're too back uh, for us from the division, but – I think this is when Buffalo dig deeps and really shows who they are. So, uh, no doubt, I'm going with Buffalo. I'm also going with Buffalo. I just think Carolina is really having a tough time, like, you know, identifying themselves. Um, you know, Buffalo had a you know tough game against the Pats. Um, you know, it's uh, they're they're just I feel like just too talented of a team. You know, Josh Allen, Diggs. I know they just lost Tre'Davious White um, for the year recently. Um, but their, you know, their defense also to make plays and make stops when they need to. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Buffalo. Okay. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about the next one. Uh, Arizona beating Detroit, right? Yeah, we both have Arizona there. Okay. Um, so, Jets at Miami. I'm gonna go with Miami. I mean, Miami playing better as the season has gone on. Two is playing well, and they're playing the way they should have been. And you know, I think. I don't think that last Miami game is as easy as people thought it would be. Um, but so I'm going to go with Miami. I'm also going to go with Miami. Miami's been – they've been flying under the radar. They've won how many in a row? Did they win last week? Uh, Miami. I will pull that up for you. One, two. I do three, know they've been hot as of late. Two, yeah, they won. They beat the Giants. Five. They won five in a row. And, you know, they've beaten the Ravens and the uh, – the Panthers in the process, you know, two good teams. They've had some phony wins, you know, Houston, uh, the Jets, the Giants. But, hey, those are some teams that the Patriots had to play. So, uh, it's – it's. I always give credit. You know, wins a win. So, I have the Miami Dolphins in this one. Um, you know, Miami's been hot as of late. Uh, Tua, who was – you know, he's been taking a lot of heat, um, you know, up and down. He's been up and down this year with injuries and inconsistency. But he's been thriving really well, taking – that next step, uh, Jalen Waddle has, you know, shown he's one of the, you know, best future wide receivers in the game. Uh, he's been great. Gazeki has been playing well. Uh, the running back Gaskin too. Uh, so they've been playing really well. Um, and they've been defending the ball too. Something that Miami's not been known for. But I got Miami in this one. Okay, next one's pretty easy. Dallas, if you are going to Dallas. Yeah, I think this is pretty simple. I'm, I'm going to go Dallas. Uh, the defense has been pretty good too. Hey, they've got the Washington football team with the Eagles. I mean, Washington's been clicking. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go with a game that I think sounds obvious, but I, I, I like the Eagles with the upset. I'm going to go Eagles too. I think – I don't know if Terry McLaurin's going to play this week. I know he got banged up on that um, that deep throw by uh, Heineke. I, mean, yeah, I think he's diagnosed with a concussion. I don't know if he's going to make it this week, but I'm going to go through. I mean, Tennessee or Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's so inconsistent. Now, Tennessee's really fighting to get one of those uh, home field games. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Actually, wait, hold on. Yep, one o'clock game. If it was night game, prime time, I'd go Pittsburgh, where, where they play better, but I'll go Tennessee. I'm going to go Pittsburgh here. Pittsburgh's just been a team I feel like that they just kind of play down to their opponents and they play up. You do remember that, uh, that thriller they played against um, the L.A. Chargers and then the heartbreaker in Minnesota last week. I think they have the tools. They just kind of don't put it together. TJ Watt's been dinged up too. 
But um, I think they're going to have a really hard-fought game at home. I'm going to take the Steelers. So not for nothing, but remember the guy I mentioned who has a friend that knows from at Providence that I went to school with that is friends with the Steelers tight end, Pat Frymuth. Have you, have you been watching him at all? Bro, he's, he's, he's good. 14th. He's, he's tied for 10th in touchdowns. And eight is Tyreek Hill at five. So he's one touchdown from being fifth. And he's a rookie. And he's playing with a broken quarterback. But dude, he's the real, he, he's going to be a problem. I think he's going to go in that tight end class of, you know, the next generation of, I don't know, I can list a lot of guys, but he, no, he's been solid. You're, you're right. No, Fryman has been really solid. Um, He's been a guy that was, you know, I hate to bring up fantasy, but, you know, fantasy is kind of life when it comes to football. But he was kind of just on waiver wires. And I just, I in all my leagues, I just, you know, I kind of was just like, eh, I know he's putting up points. But, you know, I was kind of worried about Ben. But, no, he's been solid, like, all year. He almost caught that um that touchdown last week that would have tied the game against was Minnesota. Was was giving him crap for not hanging on. He got hit by three guys at once. It was a perfect throw. I will say that. It was a perfect throw by Ben. He got it. Through. That's, a that, that's a tough catch. And I don't know. Joe Buck, did, if, if it's if it's Gronk making that critique saying you got to hold on to that because he's the guy who's done that. But like, come on. That, I thought that that was a really tough ball to hang on to, wouldn't you say? It's a tough ball. It's a very – even asking the best of the best to hang on is, you know, asking a lot too. Yeah. But, I mean, the future is bright for him and – uh, you could say at two of the most important positions, Pittsburgh has it figured out for the next decade. Um, so uh, we got the toilet bowl, Houston, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a mess with, you know, all these alleged rumors about Urban Meyer and he's calling his coaches losers. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Houston. I just think, but the question is, is who's going to be tanking more for the draft pick, right? I mean, both are eliminated from the playoffs. So yeah. I feel like both those teams obviously they're keeping that in the back of their heads. Um, I'm gonna go Houston though. That their backup Mills was looking good last week. Um, you know, Brennan Cooks, um, Rex Burkhead, you know, they're, they're still they're still, you know, putting it together, you know. It's tough. It's not easy, you know, it's an 18 game season. And, you know, it's tough, you know, when you know you're not gonna make the playoffs and you can't compete at a high level and such a physical combat sport like football, it's tough to maintain that focus. But I'm gonna go with Houston. Okay, Cincinnati and Denver, we're going Cincinnati. Um, I think they're really fighting for a playoff position. I know they're going to the playoffs. I think it's pretty obvious, but it's just they got to fight for their spot. You know, I think Denver season, you know, they're it's not over, but it's it's close, right? I mean, yeah, they're at the bottom of the they're at the bottom of the AFC West, right? I mean, it goes Kansas City, Chargers, Raiders. Yeah, I think that, I think that, I think Denver's that third right now. Denver's not making it. So, you know, it's just – I'm going with Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't think I'm making it. I'm also going with Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they've been fun to watch all year. Um, Joe Mixon. Uh, since he's just been – they've been just a, com- a very, like, fun competitive team. You know, I like to compare it to, like, um, you know, the NBA with league pass teams, just that, that fun team to watch, you know, whether they win or lose. But, you know, there's going to be – filled with highlights and whatnot. And, man, the Bengals' offense is fun to watch. I just uh, – I love watching them. Okay. Yeah, I'm next game, I'm going to go to San Fran to beat Atlanta. I think Atlanta is just a losing football team. Not much to say. Yeah, I'm going to go San Fran here too. 
I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to put up a fight against the Rams. You know, the Rams are rolling. You saw it. I saw it. It's just, that's a tough football team to beat. And they're in the mix for the Super Bowl. Um, that, I mean, and obviously the NFC is going to be interesting coming down to the wire and who goes to the Super Bowl, but the Rams are in the mix. I'm going to go with the Rams as well. Um, Odell just came down with COVID. I guess it was announced earlier today. Um, Seattle's, you know, Rams. Seattle's still pretty bad. Seattle's pretty bad, but I don't know, man. They have Russell, you know, they still have Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, when you, and you, if you're going like kind of weapons for weapons, I get it. You know, I mean, the Rams defense is, you know, crazy. I do get that. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot close than people anticipate. Um, but, you know, they still have the best, the, the hottest wide receiver right now, Cooper Cup. So um, I think I'm going to go with the Rams. And Michelle, Sony Michelle's been looking good too. Yeah, he has. But do you think so? Do you think Russell Wilson's going to leave Seattle? I think I think he could go to the Giants. I think he's going to leave. Personally, um, I think Sierra, just, Sierra wants to leave too. Yeah, I don't think she's. I mean, she obviously loves Seattle because she loves him. You know, you know that's a given. But I mean, this stage in Russell's career, like, what does he have to prove in Seattle? You know, he brought him a ring. Um, he's he's been an MVP caliber quarterback. He's been one of the best quarterbacks basically of his generation, his, you know, his whole time. So, I mean, I think it's just time. I think, you know, Pete and Russ, they had a, they had a good run. You know what I'm saying? The Legion of Boom, Legion of Boom. You know, all of those guys left. Um, I just think it's, uh, I think it's time they part ways. I think Russell just, you know, he's getting up there too. Yeah, for sure. So we got Green Bay at Baltimore. I think Baltimore is on its last leg, literally, because they've had so many injuries. I'm going with Green Bay, but uh, not that I, Everyone knows I hate Aaron Rodgers, but did you notice that picture of him with the guy who looked like Aaron Rodgers? That Aaron Rodgers was pissed that they shown it on TV. Was he really? I don't know if he was talking about something else, Nasser, but just show, watch the video when they show it. I don't know if he was mad at something else going on, on the sideline, but it looked like he was mad that that happened. Um, I thought it was funny. Um, I could have watched the video wrong, but. Uh, yeah, I if you watch, I'll try to find that clip um, and send it to you. But I like the Packers. I mean, yeah, it's uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm. I don't know. I'll have to watch the clip. I can't really say much about it. But um, yeah, I, I, Omar's questionable. So I mean, I think I, he's a, he's a soldier though. I feel like he's gonna tough it out and you know try and try and push and play yeah, but um overall gotta win the division yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a green bay though they've been they've been really really clicking like really really clicking and earlier this year they were down like um like the game they beat the cardinals i'm pretty sure they were down like 11 starters they've been they've been looking really good aj Dillon has stepped up like solid for aaron jones but you know aaron's back they're, they're just they're clicking on all cylinders right now yeah for sure so bucks First, New Orleans. I, I think Tom Brady just owns New Orleans at this point. Um, so I'm going with the Bucks. I'm also going to go with the Bucks. I don't think it's going to be much of a competition. I know Kamara came back last week. He looked amazing. Um, and they got Taysom Hill quarterback. I know New Orleans is trying to do this whole, you know, power, power run game. And I mean, it is a way to beat Tom Brady. This way to beat Tom Brady, you just, you get to him at quarterback, and then, you know, you kill the clock. You know what I'm saying? You own the possession. Um, so, 
you know, time time and position is going to be key. Um, I think it's I think that's another game that's going to be closer than people anticipate. It's like it's it's just one of those games where you wish Michael Thomas was healthy. You know what I mean? If Michael Thomas was healthy, then you know we, maybe we got a different ball game. But um, overall, I think Tampa Bay's just you know they're too good from offense to defense. You know, coach to player. I think they're they're gonna they'll, they'll be able to come out with the win. Yeah, for sure. And I'm gonna go with the the Bears beating the Vikings. I know it sounds stupid, but I'll just go with the upset. I'm just going to, you know, keep going with the Vikings. The Vikings have just been one of the more, like, of all, like, the solid elite teams, and it's crazy to call the Vikings elite because they just know how to just blow leads all the time. Um, but if you just talk about teams that know how to play elite football the first three quarters, they're one of them. I think they're just going to be too much for the Bears. I just think that Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dillon, Dalvin Cook is coming off this masterful performance against Pittsburgh the week before with over 200 yards. I just think that they've just been, they've just been too much, but you know, with my luck, this game is probably going to be a three point game, honestly. Yeah, for sure. So through 14 weeks and coming up on 15, what is your biggest takeaway of the year so far or just things going into the end of the season that uh, you noticed? Um, Bill Belichick um, is, and it's it's hard for me to really say arguably anymore, but I think he's, I feel like he's kind of taken sole possession as the best head coach um, in the history of sports. Um, what he's been able to do. Well, that's a different conversation for another day. Oh, what, the, the best head coach of all time? Yes, just because Saban loses his roster every single year and somehow makes it work. Yeah, you're right. And then, you know, Saban is definitely in that discussion, too. I just think that... Um, I think it's those two, and that's it, to be honest. It's really, yeah, they're in their own tier. It's probably just those two, and, I mean, we can... we. You're right. It's a different conversation for another day, but um, what Bill's been able to do with basically all these dudes... I mean, back in the day, we used to just kind of give him credit um, for, you know, putting these dudes around Brady, but now it's like... You look around and it's like they drafted Kyle Duggar, who no from a school no one even heard of. Yeah, and then you bring Judon in, and you know we, we lost Gilmore, and then we think that drafted. Yeah, and then you know J.C. Jackson is has filled the void easily. He's been arguably the best corner in the game. I mean, this season, just speaking. Um, I thought Barmore was a stupid pick because they yeah. he wasn't motivated, and maybe he just didn't like. Maybe he just relied on all on his abilities too much, but clearly worked out fine. I mean, the guy they said they said the guy was a top fifteen pick if he if he had his head on straight. But you know, literally, all all it has to take for Belichick is just for the guy to have his head off straight just a little bit because Belichick will fix it right back up. That's that's all he needs, and Belichick will coach you up and develop you to literally the best of your ability. He's. He's done it numerous times with plenty of players. I mean, me and you were both Pats fans. We already know who the guys are. Um, but, you know, just the way he's been able to just, you know, you look around Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, and then, you know, we got Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, a couple of them, they've been dinged up here and there. Um, Mac Jones has looked like a 10-year vet. I mean, I've already said that a, a couple of times already this year. His composure is, is crazy. The defense is Probably it's this defense. I don't think I've seen this defense this solid probably since the Super Bowl. You said 2015? 
right? Beat Seattle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We had Revis. Revis and Browner, McCordy, Browner, Taylor Jones, Hightower, Collins. Like, yeah, oh where do we start? That defense was loaded. But yeah. I know what you're saying. It's just, um, yeah, and he took guys that, you know, people thought Kendrick Bourne really wasn't something special. Now he's playing really well. And, um, yeah, I always just say it's Saban just because – not because of the coaching ability, and obviously the success isn't the same at both their levels. But man, dude, Saban literally lost eight first rounders this year, and and they're they're going to win the national championship, I think. And it doesn't matter, you know. The the one time Belichick had to reset the roster, it was a disaster, right? I mean, am I never, am I right about that? Um, you're you're hundred percent right. So I if we're going to speak of coaching, Nasser, I mean, I know same. Saban won't go to the NFL again, and it was a train wreck when he did it. But uh, we had – there's a lot of noise with Urban Meyer. My takeaway is I think his coaching legacy is taking a massive hit. Um, we never really have heard Urban Meyer saying that, you know, it's a system with him. You know, he has a system. And I don't know, maybe he just recruited the top guys, but this is such a bad look that he's, you know – Nasser, if what he is saying is is right, that people are making stuff up, it's a bad look because people have to lie to try and get rid of him, which is never good. And whether you're in a business, whether you're working at CVS or if you're a football team, right? You don't if you're the manager and your people are trying to make up lies to get get you get rid of you, it's not going well. Um, yeah. And I just think you know. They have to do what's best for Trevor Lawrence. I don't, you know, if, her, if Urban Meyer is going to hurt his development, get rid of him. And, you know, it's, honestly, they shouldn't really care about, they're going to get the top draft picks again. Just, they just have to worry about what's best for Trevor Lawrence's future at this point. Um, yeah, they, they do. And I saw a graphic, uh, I believe it was last week, and it was just, I think it was like stats through their first like maybe 10, 11 games. I think it was Lawrence. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that graphic, yeah. And you know that you just if you just you know you put the if you just blank out their faces and you just go by numbers, like they're all pretty damn similar. You know what I mean? And given the situation, like someone should tell me when the last time a quarterback thrived in Jacksonville, no matter who the head coach was. Like someone should tell me when, who was the last quarterback. I'll try. I'll you know pull up right now. But so Nasser, like, can we agree though that I know these stats say something that Mac Jones is clearly the most successful. I think he's better than Wilson. I know he's better than Lance. But do you think if the Patriots had the number one pick, we're picking Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think for sure we're picking. And I think Trevor we still had the same success. Yeah, they do know what Bill would do with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I know it's just, but, it's just and, I, and I love Mac Jones. Don't get me wrong. Trevor I mean, Lawrence is in a shit situation. Terrible situation. So best Jacksonville. There was one in the 2000s. They went to the playoffs. It was with, um, ah, what's his name? Oh my God. I'm going kind of blank right now. Um, not even left, which even before, remember that, that big, the, the, the playoff game where they beat the Steelers and I think the AFC divisional. They beat the Steelers against, you know, A.B. and Bell and Ben. Oh. They, oh, what was his name? Oh, my God. They were carried by their defense. This was back when Jalen Ramsey and – David Garrard, uh, right? 
No, it wasn't Gerard. He was yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. He, he played. Oh. He played Maurice Jones Drew. Oh my God, who's his? What's his quarterback's name? He's he's literally. It's oh oh Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Bortles. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dude, but they haven't had terrible quarterbacks. Like the team just sucks. The, the team stinks. The team stinks. They had. They had. Uh, even when Blake Bortles was there prior, they had um, Allen Robinson and um. Was it Allen Hurts? Yeah, but dude, hear me out. Hear me out. David Gerard or Gerard, right? Byron Leftwich, Nick Foles. Like those guys weren't terrible. Like that, you know, they it was just because it's Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, they weren't. I don't, how long was Nick Foles with the Jags though? Um, I don't I'm a, a point. Anyways, out. he started he started game four. That's all that that's really our main point, anyways. Dude, he was there. I don't know how long, but he was there. Oh, yeah, he was uh, – wait. No, he went 0-4 with the uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what? Not good. Um, yeah, definitely not great. Definitely not great. The records over the years – so, obviously, the year they had Jalen Ramsey take them to the – you know, I mean, he didn't take them because they had – like portals as well, but um, yeah, 2017, dude, they went 10 and 6. 2000, okay, it's 2007, they lost in the divisional round to they went 11 and 5, and then they went 12 and 4 in 2005, and lost in the wild card round, and went 9 and 7. So through Nasser, between 2005, 2004, they went up nine and seven, or they went above 500 every year. So they had some functionality. It's just, it's been a terrible, um, it's just been terrible from since then. But, you know, obviously, we're not the guys that are going to be able to fix that team. God knows who are the ones who are going to be able to fix that, that football franchise. Um, so let's get into some NBA. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, you take a look at the standings, the Nets who were down seven guys tonight, you know, they're still in first place. Uh, shout out to Duke Jr. who uh, had a double-double tonight in stepping up in absence of many other players. Master, I think when I look at the standings, obviously I am shocked at the Warriors of the one seed. I don't think anyone saw that coming, especially the injuries they had. Uh, obviously, the Bucks are in the mix to be the one seed. So are the Bulls. Bulls, I knew they'd be good, just not this fast. Nasser, I think the thing that pisses me off about the East the most is not the Nets being the one seed without Kyrie, because we said we said on this show that they could do that. It's yeah. it's the fact that the Cavs are better than the Celtics that that really drives me insane. I mean, does that kind of make does that drive you nuts a bit when you see that? It um, I mean. It, Definitely, as a Celtics fan, it definitely irks me. Yeah, a little given, bit that have, given that we have two All Stars under the age of twenty-five, no, for sure. But I mean, you just got given the circumstances we've just been under. It's just, it's been uh, the thing you want to also remember is just like, you know, Jalen. Obviously, he's been out. Um, Imudoka, you know, first season. It's been there's been a lot of moving pieces in and out. Um, as much as people want to say, oh, you know. 
the Celtics need to figure it out. Yeah, we need to figure it out, but there's been a lot of moving pieces. You know, it's you don't it's it's not an easy transition. Brad just you know joined a new role. Danny's out, Eames in. Um, I know they got time together during training camp, but there's been a lot of moving pieces around. You know, Robert Williams has been dinged up here and there. This is that game against the Bucks is probably it's been our I would say it's our most impressive game of the, the best season. Game of the year, you can say it. It was. Yeah. That's one of the season. Um, Orford's looked great. So that's a plus because coming into the season, I like that's a guy that's had so many miles on his, you know, on his body. He's played in so many games, um, high volume minutes. Like Al Horford was the starting forward on the Atlanta Hawks that pushed the Celtics seven games, the big three Celtics. He yeah. was the opposing forward. He guarded Kevin Garnett. So that just tells you like how he's legit. How many, yeah, he's how long he's been in the league, but He's been playing well. So, I mean, we're still clicking. We're still getting together. I mean, it's just good that Tatum has, you know, Tatum's gone to, he's gone to taste of, you know, how it is to be the generator of offense and just, you know, being asked to do everything on both sides of the court. It, it hasn't been easy for him. Um, so it should, it just shows you that all these reports about, oh, Jalen and Tatum should split, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just that issues for the birds, you know, I mean, these guys, these guys have made three Eastern Conferences finals together. Like, people have got to forget. We just can't get over the hump. But um, I think this year, this this year we have a we have a solid chance. We have a solid chance. But we'll see what happens. You know, one game at a time. We just got to stay healthy and you know stay consistent. I mean, we've had some tough losses, like the game against Phoenix, the Clippers with no Devin man. no Devin Booker, and the Clippers game without PG. My God. Those are two dreadful losses. And I'll get into that. I'll get into that game. Like you said, yeah, health is important. You know, Nasser, I don't think if they break them up, like I don't think chemistry is an issue between these two. I think they like each other. I think it's just hard for them to play with one another. Um, chemistry has never been the issue. It's just, you know, it's just this constant. It's just the day and age we're in in the NBA. It's just, you know, two superstar talents yeah, just can't coexist. They just can't coexist. It's impossible. Yeah, and and that's, that's why I'm for – Making that trade of Brown for Carl Anthony Towns, and I just think I think Tatum and Carl Anthony Towns could play off each other. I know that Tatum and Brown are the only two guys on the roster who can do a damn good job of creating their own shot and getting their own points. But you know, Nasser, like they have been five hundred for two years, right? And I just think the hard part about the Celtics is they have these wins, like they beat Milwaukee last night. Who knows? They could beat Golden State Friday night at home. You know, maybe we see Tatum. He gets juiced up for games against good opponents, right? You know that with LeBron and Giannis. Like, you yeah. see that, right? Yeah. He wants to show that I'm not taking a backseat to anybody. But then they'll go lose three in a row on the West Coast. And I get it. Utah without Jalen Brown, that, that game was probably a lost cause. But they could have beat Phoenix, and they should have beat the Clippers and. Nasser, I know I sound like an old school guy, but after how Brandon Boston, like I know, I know that uh, you know he lit up the Celtics, um, but I was not, you know, pleased with the fact that. Did you see right after the game ended, after after Tatum missed the shot, he dapped up Brandon Boston and like hugged him and said hello. You you saw that right? You had te- I didn't see it. I know I hate when LeBron loses and walks off the court, you know, 
in the in the playoffs when he's supposed to supposedly shake hands, right? I'm for yeah. hands, but that guy just kicked our ass, and he's acting all buddy buddy with him. I think he should have just gave him a nice handshake and walked off the court. But I think yeah, there's, there's something missing with Tatum. I know it's today's day and age with the AAU and these players build relationships and all this stuff, but I didn't think that was cool for me to see after the game how they acted all best friends after. Yeah, yeah, I, I, role player. as a compared, I'd have been pissed off too because after, I mean, if you take, after, if you take yeah. Paul George off that team, you take Paul George off that Clippers team, and Kawhi, you're not like, yeah, no, obviously no Kawhi, but like, who's leading the troops? Reggie Jackson, you know what I mean? But now you know Brandon Boston went crazy, but like from Tatum, like you know, that can't be happening on my watch. No, Brandon Boston, really, this dude. It's the type of game that Tatum should be having, you know, in, in LA. But it's just, I think there's a fine line. You know, I hate when LeBron leaves the court early with five minutes to go in a game. He's done that before, and yeah. he doesn't shake hands in the playoffs. I think you should shake hands. But my God, don't act like this guy's your best friend if you just embarrassed you. Like I think that's where that's where we got to draw the line, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just your, it's just your competitive nature. I mean, it's I, I understand you. Would, you said have that soft spot. Like, yeah, I, the soft spot with the AU and whatnot, and you know, who are we? We don't know the dynamics of their relationship. They might be friends or whatnot, but it's crazy that you say that because I think the Rams just walked off the court. Bill Simmons said the same thing after uh, we beat the. I don't know if we beat either. We played the Wizards. I think they beat us. Like that I one, think I'm they okay with dude. Him and Beal are their brothers for life. They're they've been they've been day one since. Well, it wasn't even it wasn't even the fact that they were you know hugging and you know you know you know whatever you want to say you know brotherhood or whatever. But um, it was the fact that uh, I think Tatum had come out like I don't know I don't think it was either I don't think it was then right after the game at the press or a couple of days after, but he talked about recruiting Bradley Beal like they were talking about oh like I think a you know some guy in the press asked him oh your thoughts on playing with Bradley Beal and he was like yeah I mean that's something we've talked about blah 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 and you know this is you know this is Tatum this is supposed to be your guy and you know like it just it, it the timing of it was just kind of iffy just because you know I, we had just played them and the Celtics are trying to figure it out and Bill Simmons was basically saying like hey like I get it like he's your buddy and whatnot but like you know you have a team you know saying like why don't we why don't we try and figure out what you got with your guys right now, you know, instead of talking about, you know, other, you know, unnecessary things like playing with Bradley Beal, like, you know, like it's an all-star team, an Olympic team, but you know, that's, you know, it's the, the day and age, you know, so the Brandon Boston exchange, I, you know, I get it. Who knows? He, Brandon Boston's probably a big fan of Tatum or something. You know what I mean? Maybe they exchanged. Yeah, no, Bill Simmons, he makes a point, but he's just got to know those two are inseparable. Right. I mean, they're, they're... yeah. And he's cool with that. He just wasn't, he just kind of was, it kind of ruffled his feathers. The fact that's that, a, like, I think that's a bad example to try and change Tatum as a human in terms of how he interacts with players, because that's going to happen if they lose by forty in the NBA Finals. I mean, that's they're they're they grew up in the same city, they went to the same high school, and it's it's Tatum's yeah. best friend. Like, I don't get me wrong, I I gotta want Tatum to be like that, but I'm saying Bradley Beal's the one guy where. I couldn't, yeah, for sure. I couldn't give Tatum a million dollars. He's not. He's still gonna do that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's right. the hard one. But yeah, to Brandon Boston. Like, they, they can't be. I don't. I don't care if they're friends. 
figure it out after the game or in the tunnel before you get on the bus. You know, it's just, I don't know, bad yeah, luck. I, I, I'd actually, yeah, now I think about it because you see where the Clippers are right now. Like, and it's not even that, it's the fact that Paul George didn't play. He didn't or play. Kawhi. Or Kawhi. I know Kawhi's out, but the two best stars weren't present. They yeah. were not present. Like, you know what I mean? And it, it's crazy because I hate I hate to compare players and whatnot and, you know, do this whole, you know, well, this guy would have never done it. But, like, you know, Tatum, you know, obviously, like, if, he was, if Tatum was to hear this, obviously he'd probably piss him off because, you know, what do we know? But, like, if Kobe Bryant, you know, his idol lost a game to a bunch of basically JV guys with yeah, Reggie not, Jackson. Kobe, Kobe's leaving. He's he's leaving. There's there's no handshake. He's running. Off, he's out. He's out. He's out. Out to the locker room. You know what I mean? He so doesn't even acknowledge him in the tunnel before he gets on the bus. Not even, not even a wink. He's out to the bus and going home and yeah. getting iced up and talking not to the Kobe Bryant Nasser, You're right. That's but that's the quality that's missing in Tatum right now. I know it's it, it today's today's definition of competitiveness amongst basketball players is just it's just a little different. No, but dude, Tatum has it when he plays Milwaukee, when he plays Golden he State. He has it. He plays Brooklyn. You know, I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, we hung fifty. But when he plays it. the freaking Oklahoma City Thunder or the Houston Rockets, he's he's checked out to lunch. It's just yeah. a normal game. There's there's no one on the Thunder that could piss him off to want to drop forty. Yeah, I, mean, I know he did it against the Spurs. And that was just a rare night, you know, when he dropped 61. But it's uh, it's against these bad teams, it's it's not a good look. Yeah, it's a tough look. But, hey, you know, he, he had a great game against um, – he had a great game against the Bucs. Um, so, you know, more to come. Hopefully, let's just build on the win. Jalen's back, a little bit more healthy. Let's hope everyone can stay clean. Wash their hands, you know. It's it's you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that COVID's that COVID's coming back. Or actually, I should probably just say it never went away, Nasser. But uh, yeah, do you want to jump conferences? Yeah, for sure. Actually, can we just talk about one second, just briefly, how like freaking good Kevin Durant is? Where you know, fifty-one against Detroit. I don't I don't care if it's the Pistons, but you know, half the roster's gone. Kyrie's still gone. Harden's gone, and he still gets the job done tonight against, you know, a Raptors team that's, you know, literally like eighth grade game and a half out of playoffs. He's, I think they're literally like two and a half games up on the East. I saw like Skip Bayless tweet something. Yeah. Kevin Durant's the best basketball player in the world. Um, I wrote about it uh, briefly. on my He's just, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. And I know everyone's going to be like, well, you know, LeBron's a superior passer and defender, blah, 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 blah. But listen, like, when it comes down to just a basketball game and you just want a basketball player on your team, for me, right now, right now, I'm taking Kevin Durant over anyone else in the league. That includes Giannis, that includes Steph, that includes LeBron. He just – he's just master. You know when someone masters a craft? Not to say the other players haven't. Yeah. But when you master a craft with such ease, like, it just – it looks it honestly looks like it's effortless. Like he just knows what to do in any situation. It doesn't matter who he's playing with, who's coaching the team, who he's up against. He's just been he's been like, I think this is honestly the best stretch of basketball he's played in a very long time. Given the circumstances that he's been under, like you can talk about the Thunder days and whatnot, but you know, he had Russ, he had Harden, you know, Golden State, he had all those all-stars, but I, 
that's what people were, that was everyone's knock on Kevin Durant. Like, oh, can he get it done by himself? Like, I always tell people this, like, he almost beat the defending champs by himself, by himself. Like, I don't think that's like, it's almost like it's, I don't know, maybe it's just me going on a Kevin Durant limb, but that's, an, that's what he did was so impressive. He played 48 minutes tonight, 48 minutes. He didn't come out of the game. Guys weren't playing that much. He had a triple double. He played with seven guys and he beat the Toronto Raptors. No one's saying the Toronto Raptors are about to be a juggernaut in the Eastern Conference, but I mean, the Toronto Raptors are a competitive basketball team. I mean, I mean it's not even, it doesn't matter. Who the, the Nets had so much of their team decimated due to COVID. Like, and I know what you're saying, man. Like, the, you know, the defending champs, the defending champs. I know what you're that, saying. That, that shot, that like, I will never ever forget that shot for the rest of my life. I, I still can't, even to this day. Sometimes when I just think about hoop and I'm just like, wow, Kevin Durant almost beat. And I know we, I hate to live on the ifs and the almost, but like, come on, a shot like that. And it's because he wore a half size, bigger shoe. Really? Really? With a degree of difficulty? Come on. Yeah, man, you make, you make all the great points. And I'm going to say this, like, you know how I have a weird way of saying who's the best player in the world. Like I know we go by the numbers you know, who's competing for championships and who has less help on their team. But I go by, like, I go by who is just unstoppable. Like, you know, remember LeBron was in Miami and he was video game form and no one could stop him. Yeah. Like LeBron's formal now to the point where he has his off nights. And if you get in his grill and play defense and don't let him attack the paint, like he has an off night, right? Like we agree on that now, like now that he's older. Yeah, for sure. Same with Steph. If you limit him to his threes, I know he can hit any three. God love the guy because he just broke the record tonight. Shout out to him. But Steph has had some off nights this year. I don't think anyone in the league can actually stop Kevin Durant physically. Right? No. I, I don't think from a physical standpoint, it's – I mean, if someone could stop – everyone talks about his weight and whatnot, but if someone could, you know, push him around, they would have. They, they would have already. I mean – it's like we all talk about like his, you know, he's very scrawny and yeah, like his stature is very, it, it's you, you, we've never seen it before. You know what I mean? But and, and at the same like, time, it's like, yeah, it, it, in his competitive nature, it's not like you're just going to push him around. Like he's not, he's not a little girl. You're not just going to push him around and whatnot. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I hate so, to use the little girl, into, you know, I don't want to be sensitive, but I think people understand what I'm getting at. He's just not someone that's going to be pushed around. Well, it's not pushed around. I, I'm saying, I just think, I think he's in video game mode right now. Like there's just not like he's at 99, everything and no one could stop him like LeBron in Miami. I think he's the only guy in the league that can say, you can't stop me from what I want to do on the court. But it's not even the fact he's playing with seven guys or, how, or eight or how many, but Nasser, Nick Claxton is a rookie, 22 years old out of Georgia. We have, David Duke Jr. out of Providence College, go Friars. He wasn't even dressing two weeks ago. And we also have Kessler Edwards out of Pepperdine, second-round pick, 21 years old. And also we have Cam Thomas. And I'm just going to say this, Nasser, no offense to those guys, but Kevin Durant was playing with the G League team tonight. Can we say that? Yeah, Cam Thomas. Shout out Cam Thomas. Um, those guys one are of all, the, these guys are all 
fresh out of college, right? This is yeah. their first year. And those guys, baby. Nick Claxton played 26 minutes. Duke Jr. played 38. Kessel Roberts played 44. And Cam Thomas played Little, 22. He was with the exception of KD, Patty Mills, Blake, Claxton. The rest were literally babies. And Claxton's a baby too. He's, I think he's a second year guy. But they're all babies. Like, you know, they, they, they haven't, you know, they're all, you know, they're, just, they're literally getting their feet wet. I forgot one guy, Dayron Sharp, 20 years old, first round pick at, from Phoenix. Or he was traded from Phoenix, but he was drafted in North Carolina. I'm just saying, Kevin Durant balled out with a G League roster tonight. It's crazy. It's not like he had seven guys and James Harden also. He had seven yeah. guys and a bunch of rookies that had no experience, and they had to step up and win a game, and they did. So, yeah, Kevin Durant's MVP. Do you want to go to the Western Conference now? Yeah, for sure. Shout out KD, too. Yeah, all right. So, Warriors, I, I think, honestly – Nasser, can we just see the Western Conference? That's the Warriors and the Suns. Like it's their conference right now. Um, yes, uh, as of right now, it's it's uh, it's Warriors Suns. Um, they're head and shoulders above everyone else. We'll see what the you know LeBron has to say about it, but you know it's, it's going to be an uphill battle. But yeah, for sure, it's, uh, Suns and Jazz are in Suns it. and Warriors are you know they're they're leading the pack right now. Jazz are in it, but yeah, man, I gotta say I'm jealous of the Suns, Nasser, because. I think they built their team the right way, and here's why. Um, they drafted their two stars, Booker and Aiton, and you know they could have drafted Tatum, right? 100%. Tatum, I think we spoke about it too. Tatum went on a visit to Phoenix, they and he wanted to – he picked Phoenix. Like, <laughs> he wanted to go play in Phoenix. So they could have had those three guys, right? But <clears> – <throat> They get their veteran in Chris Paul. And I'm not saying the Celtics, they don't have Chris Paul out there. Like, there's a veteran that they could sign. Who knows? Yeah. They took, they took all their bad picks, like late second, late first. Guys that aren't in the top 15, and they traded them to get decent role players. Have you noticed how many decent role players are on the Suns? The Suns have <laughs> – there's too many. There's too many solid – Professional basketball players on the Suns right now. Look at campaign. Is it fair to say the Celtics could have done that? That same approach? Get your two guys and then just trade all your other picks and get good role players? Ah, we could have. There's a lot of things we could have done. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things Danny H could have done. Um, I mean, Javal McGee, but, Kaminsky, Cameron Payne, Jay Crowder, Alfred Payton. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's tough. Mikhail Bridges is a draft pick that hit, but I'm just saying the Celtics didn't have to hold on to all those. Guys like Romeo Langford, Neesmith, and things, and you know Grant Williams. Yeah, we, we held on to some picks that ended up biting us too. Um, but you know, I, I know the Suns. The Suns are in a great position. Mikael Bridges. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you saw the his coming out party against um against Steph. The, no, he, I think it was, it's just a matter of got to do it every night. Yeah. No. And, and you know he's and he's play, he played big minutes in the playoffs. I mean, he's a starter. He played big minutes. I said it last year. He's the perfect 3D wing that you need to have against a superstar volume score like Devin Booker and Chris Paul. He's he just he'll do the dirty work. He'll hit big shots. He'll you know he'll do all the little things that you know you need. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially to contend in the West. 
you need guys like that. And it's not just him either. Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, another guy that's been doing this for a very long time. Um, some real soldiers, some dogs, you know what I'm saying? Some, some guys are going to be some ride or die players that aren't going to get, you know, the spotlight every night, but, or they're not going to stand out in the box score, but they're going to, they're going to show up every night. And, um, that just goes to show, you know, you know, Chris Paul definitely helped with that competitive nature. Devin Booker, another dog. Um, so I don't know they've been, they've been awesome to watch all year. Chris Paul hasn't gone. I, we've been talking about, um, and, you know, sorry for, you know, keeping going with this, but LeBron has been getting all this, you know, praise for, you know, the father time and, you know, obviously well-deserved like LeBron's arguably the best player to ever live. Um, but, but Chris Paul is, Chris Paul beat the Celtics by himself the other night without Devin Booker, yeah. without Devin Booker, completely controlling the pace of the game. Chris Paul doesn't get enough credit for like, let, leave alone like, okay, the 20 and 10 games, the amazing defense, but just controlling a basketball game front to back, both sides of the court, just being the perfect quarterback. Chris Paul, the longevity, it's crazy. There's a reason why they call him like the point guard like literally the point guard, like it's crazy. I've never seen um, anyone like him, you know, be able to dominate a game like this at this age for this long. Um, and and you look around, like I've said it to a couple of people, like the NBA right now, especially at the point guard position, it's probably like in its, I would say the golden era, the golden era of the NBA point guard position like you go around the league, every single team has some sort of dynamic point guard. Like there's going to be like guys like D'Angelo Russell, De'Aaron Fox, DeJounte Murray, like, and those are just like the B tier point guards. I just named off. I just, I just pulled like three point guards out of, you know, out of a hat, but them just using them as examples is like, even the teams that aren't, you know, known as the juggernaut teams in the NBA, everyone has a dynamic point guard. You know what I'm saying? Or a dynamic shooting guard that, you know, handles the ball like a, like a Bradley Beal. It's, it's crazy. So for Brett, for CP3 to be doing what he's doing for this long at that position against the cream of the crop every single night, like it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, for sure. And I think they're going to be right back in the mix for the championship. We'll see, let's see what happens in the West, but you know, Nasser, what do you think is going to happen with the Warriors? You know, you got Clay coming back, Wiseman still returns. I'm, I'm still in awe of the fact that they didn't cash out because I think they could have gotten Ben Simmons if they wanted to, but you know, they kept their pieces together. And, you know, they won tonight against the Knicks. Obviously, Steph was able to win the game and break the record. But I just look at this team, man. They're just so complete. They play well together. And, you know, I'm calling out LeBron here, but dude, this guy, you remember he left Cleveland because <clears throat> he was kind of done with getting his butt kicked by the, the Golden State Warriors, right? And he goes to LA, he forms his own super team. And Kevin Durant, the best player on the Warriors, leaves. They reset because of injuries. And the Warriors are better than the Lakers right now. Like, if I told you all that before it happened, would you think that that was possible? No, not even. There's no chance. Like, LeBron no. orchestrated all this. He even got some guys, shipped guys out to get Anthony Davis. He shipped guys out to get Russell Westbrook, who might be on the trade block again. 
And the Warriors, Warriors, um, when Clay gets back, I mean, it just goes to show that they're, you know, Steve Kerr and, you know, that system, that, that culture, um, you know, that what they've established there, um, it goes further than, you know, the talent of Steph Curry and the, um, you know, the chip of the shoulder on Clay Thompson. Um, they just, is they've, there's, there's a real, real culture that, you know, they've established. You see all these young guys like Jordan Poole, even last year, Jordan Poole showed, you know, some flashes. Um, he was a young guy though, a rookie, but you know, this year he stepped up. It, it's crazy. Cause you think about it, Clay Thompson is going to come back and you don't even know. And, and you know, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, Hall of Famer, um, arguably a top 75 guy, you know, world champion, world-class player, one of the best shooters ever to ever live. But it's crazy. He's going to come back and he's going to take shots away from Jordan Poole. And like, if I'm a Warriors fan, I don't even know if I want Jordan Poole to take less shots. You know what I mean? Nothing against Clay Thompson, but that's just how solid he's been. You know what I mean? Um Steph has been playing at an MVP level all year. Um, Draymond is still one of the best defenders to ever play the game. He's continued to his story as a defender. Just keeps, you know, it, it keeps getting better and better. Um, his his you know his time is not done. You know, a lot of people wrote him off. You know, last year, especially when they were struggling and he was dinged up. But you know, the Warriors they they they've just. It's it's more than just that, you know. Even Toscano Anderson, the dude they picked up off the street, he's like, uh, what's a Damian, uh, Damian Lee? Look at Gary Payton the second, uh, Gary Payton Jr. Um, he's he's a quality defender. He's a guy that can go play twenty five minutes, go guard the opposing team's one of the opposing team's best perimeter threats. You know, on the court, you can go throw Gary Payton on like a CJ McCollum now. And you can be okay. Like if I'm Draymond Green and I know, okay, I know I have confidence. I know Gary is going to give CJ McCollum every piece of his energy. You know what I mean? So it just goes to show that, you know, what, what they've been doing in the Bay, it's, it's, it's been great. You know, it's been great, but I, everyone knew, everyone knew that when Clay got back, the Warriors were going to be able to run it back. But the only reason they were saying that was because of, you know, the run in 2015 and then the run in 2016 and all that. But they forgot about all the role players that made those runs so great. You know what I'm saying? The Andre Iguodala's, um, Sean Livingston, uh, you know, Andrew Bogut has his names and uh, his, you know, his moments. Um, Leandro Barbosa, like those guys were making it happen too. You know what I mean? He, obviously it, it's a team sport, you know? So it's, 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 it's been beautiful to watch. They've been, they're definitely, uh, it's them and the Suns. I know we just talked about the Suns, but it, the Warriors, what they've been doing is great. And the crazy part is Steph is not even shooting the ball that well. Like, if you go and look at his last, like, 10 games, he's not even shooting the ball that efficiently. If Clay comes back and then Steph gets, you know, it's, it's scary. It's actually very scary. They haven't even peaked yet. They haven't even scratched the surface. But they're playing, you know, beautiful basketball right now. And it's crazy that I say this as a, you know, as a, a former KD Russ guy because I used to I couldn't stand the Warriors you know I couldn't stand them you know growing up but um you know I have to tip my cat my hat to them you know what Steve Kerr's doing over there Steph they've been you know they the dynasty's still on you're saying it's it, it was never off yeah for sure and 
I mean, I, I think hopefully Clay comes back and it's like they never missed a beat. I think that'd make the NBA so fun. But uh, Nasser, I just want to end on this topic. We'll do this quickly. But do you think, uh, do you think the Russell Westbrook rumors for trading uh, out in LA are true? Do you think they're uh, seeing what they can get for him, or do you think that it's just all kind of hearsay? I don't think they are. Um... I'll say this. I think the rumors are true, but I don't believe that the talks have been that great. I think there have been teams that have been calling about Russell Westbrook or teams that have been trying to sabotage. You know, some teams try and leak out some reports just to kind of stir the pot. Because when you think about it, Russell Westbrook, you know, they, they, they got Russell. Russell's been playing solid basketball the past. He's been playing all NBA basketball the past, I'd say, month. Um, people really don't see it, but he's been having he's 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 had to deal with LeBron being in and out of the lineup. He's had to deal with um, you know, himself adjusting. It's not easy being a, a volume, a volume guy who he had what the highest usage rate in NBA history. He went from that to trying to fit in alongside LeBron and AD. So he's been trying to learn on the fly. And, you know, in years past, you know, in Houston and in Washington, he, you know, he came along slowly, but the second half of the season, bang, he's, oh, Russell's actually good again. And it's crazy to say, but this year he actually, he's playing like better earlier than he did the previous two years. He's shooting 45% from the field. His free throws are up. If you if people actually look at the numbers, um, he's had his moments with the turnovers and whatnot. But uh, the thing is with Russell, like you just gotta take what you're gonna get with Russell Westbrook. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be the bad. You just have to live with it. But at the same time, he's adjusting. I'm not saying the Lakers are definitely not gonna shop him, but I don't think it's. I think it's more so of other teams trying to stir up the pot in house in LA. I mean, they just got him. Why would they? Why would they? like that you know what I mean and on top of that if Russell's so bad like everyone claims he is then why is he even on the market in the first place you're saying what are the what are the Lakers going to get back and the narrative with Buddy Hield would have been yeah Buddy Hield would have been a better fit but there's been plenty of games the Lakers have been without LeBron James that Buddy Hield is not going to come to the rescue with Anthony Davis that's just not happening I mean Buddy Hield's one of the best shooters in the league you know he's a heck of a player um but this is Russell Westbrook we're talking about. This is a Hall of Fame player. I mean, us putting Russell Westbrook and Buddy Hill in the same sentence is also like, is that not an insult to Russell Westbrook? Or am I just being a little, you know, biased? I don't know. That's just me. I just, I feel like, you know, it, it's not that easy. And it's not Vogel's fault either. Vogel has been trying to figure out lineups on the fly too. I mean, a reason Kendrick Nunn, okay, forget a reason, but Kendrick Nunn, I, I, I should speak about, he hasn't touched the floor. Now they're dealing with covid Horton Tucker just got it. Malik Monk and Dwight Howard just got it. I just feel like um, Vogel is still figuring out the best lineups, the best ways to maximize this team. Um, I thought early on they should stagger the minutes between LeBron and Russell handling the ball because Russell is just really basically unproductive as an off-ball guard, especially when it's just him in the corner watching LeBron and AD do their thing. I mean, he's... He can cut every now and then, but that's not his game. His game is not to just be off ball. He's it's useless. I just feel like the Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis pick and roll, and it, it's coming along. That's that's where Russell's gonna thrive. He's gonna thrive in a small ball lineup 
you know, with either AD at the five or LeBron at the five. I think that's just really where you're going to, you know, get the best out of him. But having him, having him out there off the ball, it's, 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 it's it's almost like useless. And LeBron's been great scoring the ball this year. He's his numbers like he's taking more jumpers than he ever has. I'm pretty sure like in his career or it's up there. So he has the green light. I just don't see give the keys to Russell. Let's see what happens. It's it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, the dude the dude has three assist titles. You know what I mean? He knows how to get the ball to people. Yeah, I I, I agree with what you're saying. You know, personally from my standpoint, I think. He's been great when LeBron has been injured. And I just think the sample size to think if it's not working in LA is too big. They're sorry, too small. You know, they, they definitely, uh, you know, we'll shop them and see what they can get in return. That's just because of, I mean, we should, we should count. I mean, someone should count the amount of game. How many games has LeBron, Anthony Davis and Russell played together thus far? Yeah. But, but they, like I said, the sample size is too small, man. And they just, yeah. And I, I honestly think this goes back to Cleveland. LeBron and Kyrie didn't gel right away. Like it didn't just, didn't just take the court. The only team that took the court, two teams and, and hit, the, hit the ground running were the Warriors and the 08 Celtics. The Miami Heat started off like 15 and 15. And remember, Spolster said guys were crying in the locker room. Did Pat Riley say, you know, let's blow up the operation and let's just, Trade Bosch out of here? No. They kept at it. They won two championships. Yeah, they failed in the first year and they fell flat on their faces, a large part due to LeBron James's fault. But they they didn't have, and the Lakers are above 500. It's not like that they're they only won seven games. So I think the sample size is too small. And and LeBron's been out. LeBron has he's you don't had, when, yeah. when it's only been like 20 games. And yeah, he hasn't played. He hasn't played. LeBron has barely played. That why, why do you think no one is considering LeBron for MVP right now? Because everyone's saying, oh, he hasn't played. But through those, can we, those teams, get, can we get like a solid 25 game sample size from a healthy LeBron, Russ, and AD and just the rest of the roster before we talk about blowing it up? Can we play five games of them together and see what we have? Like I said, none of those teams who won championships with super teams, like Shaq and Kobe had their issues in the start to get that going. Um, Jordan, the Jordan, I don't believe Jordan Pippen won in their first year. And, you know, it, it, only the Celtics and the Warriors hit their ground running from the beginning. And you got to give the Warriors kind of a pass in this category because they already had their team implemented when Kevin Durant came. In terms of forming a team together, Cleveland didn't get off to a good start. Neither did Miami. Miami, they looked like the way they looked worse than LA does right now in terms of record. And Pat, did Pat Raleigh say, I'm going to shop Chris Bosch and see what I can get for him because he's not playing well with LeBron. Or did he say, no, let's keep at it. Cause you know what? We got something here and you know, it's a good thing. Cause Chris, ba- Chris Bosch got that rebound that helped Ray Allen hit that three against, against uh, the Spurs. So, you know, I love that you brought up Miami too. Right because... here. I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll conclude with this, Nasser. I think it's not going to work, but it's way too early to know for sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely still early. Um, I'm going to end on this note too. I love that you brought up the Miami thing because when you think about it, LeBron's basically a point guard. I think we can both agree to that. Dwayne Wade and Russell Westbrook are fairly similar in terms of, you know, their strengths you know, uh, living above the rim, attacking the lane, 
um, just living in the paint, being just, you know, wreaking havoc in the paint, just, you know, scoring amongst the trees. Um, they're not the best three-point shooters. Anthony Davis is not Chris Bosh. I understand that. And LeBron James is not the same LeBron James from Miami. But when you think about it, how can Russell Westbrook sort of kind of find a way to be effective the way Dwayne Wade was able to be effective alongside LeBron James? You know what I mean? And on top of that, they put with Mario Chalmers. That's another point guard. So the three guys, granted, he was a he was he was a, he could be a spot up shooter. He turned into one, but that's three guys that handled the ball. How can Russ some way be effective alongside LeBron the same way Dwayne Wade was? Yeah, I, that's just something yeah, I, I try and think about. But the, the thing that happens in a big three, someone is always to blame, right? It's just. Oh, 100%. Look at 100%. My, you're not going to blame the franchise player, Dwayne, the guy who is Miami Heat. You're not going to blame him, who's been here the whole time. LeBron, who is struggling to be the, the villain, but you're not going to blame the greatest player on the basketball planet. And yeah. who do you blame? Blame Bosch. Look, L.A., you can't blame LeBron. And they did blame Bosch. They blamed Bosch a lot, a lot. You can't blame LeBron in L.A. because, one, he's the best player on the team, and, two, it'll – if you blame him, you'll drive him off. You'll drive him away from the team. You can't blame AD. AD. AD's role is solidified. So who's the third guy? It's 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 Russell Westbrook. But you know, we'll see what happens. Um, Nasser, I think we're running out of time. Um, but I think this was awesome, and uh, we will see what happens with the Lakers. I don't, I don't think Russell Westbrook will get uh, traded. I don't think so either. I think it's smoke in the mirror. But as always, it was an honor to be here. Everyone, check out NGSE Sports. Um, I got, you know, pieces that I drop here and there throughout the season, you know, covering all sorts of topics, trending news. Check out on my Instagram bio if you can. George, a pleasure as always. Thank you for having me. And uh, have a good night, my man. Yeah, for sure. You too.